This program is sponsored by Blazing Grace Ministries. This radio program is PG-13. Parents strongly caution some material may be inappropriate for children under the age of 13. Jesus' mission was to comfort those who mourn, bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to captives, and open prison doors for those who are bound. For those who want more than status quo Christianity has to offer, Blazing Grace Radio begins now. And here is your host, Mike Janung. Hey, Mike Janung here, and welcome back to Blazing Grace Radio. Glad to have you along. Thank you, as always, for joining us on this battlefield we call life these days. And pornography, as we've discussed quite a bit on this program, is a satanic product. Destroys the lives of those who are involved in creating it, as well as the lives of those who are immersing themselves in it. And we've had, and I've talked to ex-porn actresses and actors in the past, and they talk about the horrific trauma they go through early death, suicide, drug addiction, alcoholism, coercion. They are all a part of that. And today I have with me Chrissy Outlaw. She is a Christian public speaker and a former American pornographic actress with a career that started in 1999. In 2006, she underwent a religious conversion, leading her to depart from the adult industry. Her focus shifted to addressing the societal harms of pornography and its links to human sex trafficking and the exploitation of women and children. Chrissy has spoken at churches, colleges, and media platforms across the U.S. and internationally, including appearances in South Africa. She has led several support groups and mentored women aiming to exit the sex industry. Christy, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the program. So let's just jump right in and have you get into it with your story. Okay. Um, well, when I guess I go back to when I was four years old, kind of where it all began. Um, when I was four years old, I, this is when I first rem- remember anything at all. <laughs> but um, my dad was an alcoholic, and, um, and we, lived, we lived in this, this house Across the street, I would go to the neighbor's house, and the man that lived there would molest me. Um, but I didn't know what he was doing. But I know my dad said if he, if anybody ever touched me, he would kill them. So I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody until I was in my twenties. So, um, so that kind of started my life out, you know, in a sexual like, way, um, throughout my 20s, I, um, was very promiscuous, I was just looking for love, looking for my, my future husband, and, um, wasn't finding him, um, because I was told, you know, by my family I need to get married right, right out of high school, so I was 18 years old when, um, when I left 
my parents home when they told me to leave. Um, I was my mom and my stepdad because my, my parents split apart um, because my dad was an alcoholic and he was very violent. So through my 20s, as a very promiscuous, um, looking for my husband, um, I just, I don't know, I was just, I, I, all the relationships that I was finding were, had porn was involved in the relationship. Either they already had it or they brought it into the relationship. And at this point in my life, I had, um, I had lived with several boyfriends and, um, every time I brought, they brought it, I would throw it away. Sometimes it would find its way back into our home. Um, and I hated porn. I hated, I hated the girls in porn. I hated the whole industry. Um, but when I was 21, um, actually was engaged to somebody and he looked at it and, um, at 21, he didn't, he wouldn't commit to who he wanted to be in the wedding. So I broke up with him. I got my, my breast, um, implants. And then I broke up with him, and I said, one day I'm going to be in those magazines. And I didn't really think that that would happen, um, but that's what I said. And um, I guess it didn't happen until I was 27 or 24. I think I was 24. Um, but that happened um, basically... Uh, I put my pictures on a modeling website and um, people were emailing me to do porn instead of regular modeling. And so I had was going through a lot of hard times and I took my first shoot after a breakup. And um, I felt like, I, I guess like back then, I felt like if I didn't have anybody in my life that my life was over basically. So I did always have a man in my life um, because that was, you know, the only love that I had felt since I was a little girl. So I realized that filled that void. So um, I was 21, left the boyfriend, signed up for a modeling website just to do bikinis. I've got emails to do porn. And... Um, Eventually, after a bad breakup, I said okay to to one photographer because his his pictures were beautiful, and they they portrayed women in a classy way, but it was it was nude. Um, so I did the first shoot. It was me, a photographer, and one light in a hotel room. And I remember when I did that shoot, um, the way it felt is I felt really beautiful in the beginning. And then when he said to start taking stuff off, then I started feeling uncomfortable. And I, I felt like I couldn't stop it, stop the shoot or leave because he was paying me. Um, so I went along with it, did the shoot, shot the next day as well. Um, and then I took those pictures and I put them on the website. Not, not the nude ones, but the more tame ones. And um, I still kept even though I only wanted to do bikini and lingerie, I still got um, emails to do porn. Um, 
So um, this one company contacted me and um, wanted to shoot me, and they had really beautiful pictures, too. And um, so I, I agreed. I went to L.A., did my first shoot, um, met, a, met a, my new manager, um, or a, a manager, and then he kind of took over and booked me for the different things. Um, at the time, I was working th- three jobs, and and then I was going out of town to shoot. Um, so I quit my jobs, and I just stayed um, modeling and doing doing porn. Um, and then eventually I moved to Tampa, Florida. And then after that, I moved to Brandon, Florida. And then I was I was dating um, my boyfriend. We were together three and a half years. Um, while I was in porn, he's the only person that I actually worked with um, as far as, like, talent, if you want to call it that. <laughs> um and he was he was abusive. I can I kind of knew it before I moved with him. So we moved to San Diego. I kind of knew he was abusive, but I felt like nobody else cared about me. And the times he was nice and sweet to me kind of filled the void of being alone and feeling unloved. So I um, moved with him to San Diego. We lived there for a little while. He was very abusive. Um, he would hide my computer, hide my phone, hide different things from me whenever he was gone. And um, he he was, was physically violent. Um, and in the in the just in the porn industry, he would push me to do harder content. So um, so I would do. Started off just working by myself. Then I started. Off, then I started working with other people. Then I just started working with him, and so he um, kind of pushed me into that, um, going in that direction. And he also worked in the industry in a different capacity. But he he started shooting the porn for my website. Um, I got involved with these people who rent who were running my website, and. Um, my website took off and that became my main income and um, I made a lot of money on the website. So when my manager wanted to book me for things, I had more control over what I could do and what I couldn't do. Um, But that's the thing. I thought I had control over my life and in reality, my life was out of control and living with an abuser. um, I didn't do drugs on set. Um, but I did them off set. Um, whenever I was on set, I just learned how to, how to, um, like, um, dissociate. So when I would do a scene with somebody, m- mentally I could turn, turn it off and become somebody else. Or, or I didn't feel like I was inside my body. I was more like I'm watching myself. It was hard to explain, but that's how I felt. Um, so I didn't do drugs on set, but a lot of people did. Most people did. Um, I just learned from a young age how to dissociate because all throughout my childhood, even after the, after the first time I was molested, it happened all throughout my childhood with different people. 
So I learned to just click it off and become somebody else. And so that's what I did. Um, and um, so... So were you molested by family members growing up? No, not family members. It was just... Um, it was just other children and adults, not not family, um, but I never told anybody about it, about any of it. Um, so, uh, where was I? So, you talked about the boyfriend being abusive. Yeah, so he was abusive. We were together three and a half years of the seven years I was in the industry. and um, Was he beating you physically? Yes. He was very physical. He was um, very like emotionally abusive, um, hiding my things um, so I can't leave, and things like that. Um, and eventually, we had a, a makeup artist move in with us. He became our personal assistant um, because we were shooting our own content. Um, well, my bo- my boyfriend was shooting his own com- our own content, um, and we had our makeup artist personal assistant move in. And sometimes my boyfriend would take people home from the shoots and stuff like that. And my friend, um, my personal assistant, he was like. Chrissy, you know he's sleeping with these girls, right? I was like, I figured, but I wasn't positive. He was like, yeah, you know, you deserve better. You should leave. I was like, I know. I've been trying to leave, but I never had anybody to, like, help me. I didn't know how to get away from him. So he said, okay, I'll help you. And so we packed up, like, one suitcase each and left everything else, and we moved to L.A. After we moved to L.A., I started doing more shoots because I needed to pay rent um, and stuff. Even though my website was make a lot of money, um, I had to take care of my assistant as well. So when we moved out to L.A., the ex kept calling um, my phone, saying he was going to come get me, come after me, and he was giving me panic attacks. Um, and, uh, so my friend, Bobby, he was my personal assistant. He kind of, um, lived with me. There was a time when I did, I was lonely. I kept trying to date people that I met online. Um, one time I was very lonely and I took a bunch of pills and he came home and I was passed out, and he put me in the bathtub and tried to wake me up. Um, and I did, I woke up, but I, it was I guess it was an overdose on a Xanax, I think it was. And um, anyway, um, after after being in the industry for a little while and and everything. You know, my life is, like, totally out of control. I'm out of control. I don't know how to tell men no um, whenever I do meet somebody that I don't like. And I'm constantly pursuing and chasing after love. And so um, I am. 
still felt empty inside. And after leaving the boyfriend, um, yeah, it, it was really hard. Um, so trying to fill that void and, um, and eventually I met a guy who was pretty nice and he, he was very sweet and he was funny and we started dating and he started shooting stuff from my website as well. Pretty much every boyfriend I had that stayed for a while, um, became part of the, um, lifestyle, um, to some degree. So he started shooting content from our website and he would always send pictures to his friends of me and whoever I shot with and brag and stuff like that. Um, but, um, and it would always like hurt my feelings because I'm like, he, he really doesn't respect me. Um, but at the same time I was like, well, what else am I going to do? Like, who else would want me? Nobody was going to want me because I did porn. I'm doing porn. So um, one day he went out of town to work on a, a film, like a mainstream film, um, not a porn film. Um, he was a stunt actor and, and did some acting and stuff. So he went out of town. Uh, we used to spend every day together, all day, all day, every day together. And so I was like, for some reason, I said, don't go to a strip club. Um, I, don't, I don't know why that crossed my mind, but it did. And um, sure enough, he called me one night really late, and there was music in the background. I was like, where are you? And he said, I'm at a restaurant. I'm at P.F. Chang's. I'm like, no, you're not, because I closed already. And um, he kept lying to me. And then the next day when I talked to him, he told me the truth and, you know, I kind of, I just kind of fell to the floor in my kitchen and I just started praying like, God, if, if you're real, I need to know because everything I know is twisted and perverted and not right. And there's got to be more to love than this. And I was like, show me a sign. So the next day we, um, I went to, Albuquerque where they're filming and he introduced me to some of the people on they're working on the film the other actors and stuff and the um, the other actors were really nice um, but when my boyfriend was shooting there was a, one guy who I was talking to and he was like what so what do you do for a living and I said um, I do modeling he was like, what kind of modeling? And I said, I was just telling him I did like car magazines and stuff like that. And then he was like, um, he was asking me more questions and kind of forcing me to say that I did porn. So I ended up telling him I did porn. And he said, it, um, he said, I already knew that. And your boyfriend's been showing everybody your pictures. And so at that moment, I felt like, more exposed than ever. I'm in a crowd full of people. They've all seen me nude and they know that I did porn. And it was, it was, I felt so betrayed by the person that I loved. Um, but then my friend, 
this guy that I was talking to, Chris, Vince Chris, he said, um, you know, you don't have to live that life. You can be, you don't have to do porn. You can do something else. And, you know, um, do you, do you know who, do you know about who, do you know about, or how did he say it? Do you know who God is? And I said, yes. <laughs> I said, I grew up, you know, in church, going to church and stuff. So I knew, I knew about God and actually, um, became saved when I was 11. So I knew Jesus, but throughout my adult years, I didn't know him. He wasn't there. He didn't exist. Um, to me, yeah, I know now that he, he did it. He was there every step of the way, but, mm. um, at the time I didn't, I didn't feel his love. So when he said, asked me if I believed in God, I knew that that was a sign because nobody had talked to me about God in like many, many years. So I was like crying and he said, do you want to go outside and pray? And, um, you know, I was like, yeah. So we went outside, we prayed, I repented. And, um, later on that evening, my boyfriend, um, came, uh, came to the hotel after shooting and he said, um, he was like, you know, we're about to go to bed and and I'm sleep in the bed with you. And he said, why? I said, because I accepted Jesus as my Savior. I rededicated my life, and I can't live like that anymore. And he didn't understand. He kind of laughed. And I said, well, I'm not doing porn anymore. And he laughed. He's like, well, what are you, how are you going to How are you going to pay your bills? And I said, I don't know, but I know that God sent me a sign and that that's it. I have to change. Everything has to change, like right now. So I stopped shooting. I had to give up my car. I had to give up, give up my hair, my extensions, and my nails, and my tanning, and everything. I gained a little bit of weight, but God told me to give up the income from my website, even though it continued to make money through, I don't even know how many years, 10 years, 15 years. They kept making money off of my website. So, um, but God told me not to take the money. He said, because he was going to prove to me that he is going to take care of me and he's my father and he's going to be there for me. And that's exactly what what happened. People, somebody donated a car to me. People were helping me pay my rent helping me get by until I got on my feet. And it was, it was just really crazy that outpour, outpour of love from the Christian community, but also the fans, a lot of the fans were inspired by my story to stop watching porn. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how it, how it, um, how I got out of the industry. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Christy, we have about a minute and a half, or Christy, we have about a minute and a half left. Okay. So, in, in about a minute's time, what would you say to our audience, anything? Yeah, I would say to like the, the women who who feel um, kind of clueless, they don't know what they want to do. They're considering doing porn that um, they don't feel loved. Like they need to, um, they might feel like they need to go into the industry, but it's it only it only um, 
when you go in the industry, you lose your soul. Mm-hmm. You're not the same person ever again. And I would highly um, recommend against doing porn. It's one of the worst things in the world. So it sounds like with Jesus, you found the love you've been looking for with men? Yes. All those years? Yeah, I did. Well, I want to thank you very much. I know this must have been a this must be a hard story to share with all that you went through. And real quickly, in just thirty seconds, I know I know it's so much time. But how did you heal from all that abuse? Um, it took a lot of time, a lot of therapy, and a lot of church, and a lot of podcasts, and a lot of everything. I just immersed myself in everything that was Jesus, and um, got had friends, and I had a lot of support. That's how. And God put all these people in my path to help me. Mm. Well, thank you, Chrissy. Thank you for joining us and sharing your story. And um, I love hearing stories of redemption like that. And thank you for being honest and being for being bold. Thank you. So thank you for joining us, my friends. And we'll talk to you next time. Do you want to be free? Blazing Grace is a nonprofit international ministry for the sexually broken and the spouse. Please visit us at blazinggrace.org for information on Mike Janung's books, groups, counseling, or to have Mike speak at your organization. You can email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call our office in Chandler, Arizona at 719-888-5144. Again, visit us at blazinggrace.org. Email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call the office at 719-888-5144. This program was sponsored by Blazing Grace Ministries.